Hello, my good friends. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk to share with you. You know, the Bible is like no other book. I don't say that because I read it somewhere. I have lived with the Bible all my life. I can remember reading my Bible in bed at night when I was a teenager. It spoke to me then with power and still does. What I've read in this book has changed my life. We have all benefited from the work of committed Bible scholars, especially those who are expert in the biblical languages. We wouldn't have God's word in our own tongue if it weren't for these people. But I believe it is true that one can go astray even in the midst of great intellectual achievement. Paul, who himself was a brilliant scholar, said this, Knowledge makes arrogant, but love edifies. This doesn't mean that everyone who has much knowledge is arrogant, but it does mean that knowledge can certainly make you proud if you're not careful. The next verse says, If anyone supposes that he knows anything, he has not yet known as he ought to know. Years ago, 1961 to be exact, I was in the first grade, a man named Samuel Sandmel addressed a learned society of biblical scholars. He called his talk Parallelomania. By that title, he meant to point out the excesses of those who allowed other documents from Bible times to rule their interpretation of Scripture. The fallacy here is putting the Bible on the level of other writings. In other words, reading the Bible like you would any other document. This is especially true in Old Testament studies. There are ancient writings about the flood, for example. A flood is mentioned in the Sumerian tale Gilgamesh, although it is not the main subject there. But some scholars try to use this story to interpret the account of the flood of Noah in Genesis. While it can no doubt be beneficial to study these writings, to learn about the thinking of ancient peoples in the Near East, there is a salient point that I'd like to make about these other tales from the past. The Bible is inspired by the Holy Spirit, and Gilgamesh is not. Peter, who was an intimate companion of the Lord Jesus Christ, wrote this about the Old Testament. Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation— For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. The Old Testament writers were not writing out of their human imaginations, but they spoke from God as they were led along in their expression by the Holy Spirit. I've read some wonderful books in my life. I've also read a lot of mediocre ones. I admire the literary literary ability of authors like Mark Twain, Nathaniel Hawthorne, Thomas Hardy, George Eliot. George Eliot was a lady, by the way. All of these uh, writers were brilliant, and they used their gifts of writing to make powerful social commentary. But none of them wrote 
as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. But Moses did, and Isaiah, and Jeremiah, and John, and Paul, and Peter, and all those who were involved in writing down the words of Holy Scripture. People often dismiss approaching Scripture in a serious way by pointing out difficulties in the Bible. And there certainly are difficulties. There are things in the Bible that I've never been able to fully understand. But look at it like this. Suppose Einstein could come into my study here and sit down and start explaining all the things he discovered about physics. If I could understand everything he said completely, I would be as smart as he is. Well, almost. You had to be pretty smart to be able to come up with these things in the first place. But the fact is, if he could come in here and talk about relativity and all that, I wouldn't understand much of what he would say, because he was way smarter than me. Now, the fact that I wouldn't understand him doesn't mean that what he was saying isn't true. Many smart scientists have studied and investigated his theories and even done experiments that confirm what he said. Again, I can't understand the work of these scientists either. But since so many have studied his ideas, and so far I haven't heard of anybody who says he was wrong, I accept that he was right. In other words, I take it by faith. I have faith in the work of all these people who have looked into these complex questions. Here's a thought for you. God is a lot smarter than even Einstein. God designed and created all the things that Einstein studied in his lifetime. So if God gave us a book, and I believe that he has, I would just expect that there are going to be some things in that book that I don't understand. But that doesn't mean those things aren't true. It just means that I'm not as smart as God. The things that God means for us to understand in the Bible, we can understand. That is, if we are willing to submit to God and to obey His will. But it makes sense to me that there would be some things in this wonderful book that are above my breakfast, as my dad used to say, sort of like God's fingerprints. Mark Twain supposedly said, it's not the parts of the Bible that I don't understand that bother me, it's the parts that I do understand. Now, he meant that the things he understood he didn't like, he disagreed with them. But you know, I could make that very same statement myself with a slightly different intent. The parts of the Bible I do understand bother me, but not the way they bothered Mark Twain. They bother me because they convict me. When the Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, that bothers me because it means that I have sinned and failed to live up to God's righteous standard. There are plenty of things in the Bible that we can understand that we are accountable to, and someday all will be judged according to the light that they were given, including Mark Twain, by the way. He read the Bible and rejected it. So how should we approach this amazing book, this book like no other book? 
we should approach it prayerfully and reverently. If we come to God's Word with a willing and submissive heart, God will reveal truth to us. Jesus said, If anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking on my own authority. Those who rejected the teaching of Christ, the Pharisees and others, did not have a willing and obedient heart toward God, even though they may have believed that they did. Their hearts were hard, and so they couldn't perceive the truth. But if we come with an obedient heart, God, by his Holy Spirit, will give us understanding, not of everything at once, but step by step. I would humbly submit, acknowledging freely that I am not a scholar, that you can be very learned and yet not apprehend certain truths in God's word. I close with the words of St. Paul. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The Bible is spiritually understood. That doesn't mean that we don't need tools like language study and other things, but the bottom line is that without the aid of the Holy Spirit, we cannot get what God is trying to say to us in his holy word. Precious Father, I ask you to give my listeners willing hearts to obey what you reveal to them in your word. By your Holy Spirit, Give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God so that we can order our lives according to your will. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Dear friend, if this talk has been helpful to you, would you please forward it to someone you know who might benefit? As those of you who get my emails know, I will never ask anybody for anything but prayer. Please pray for our Mission Church, the Bread of Life Anglican Church in Schenectady. And if if you'd like to communicate anything at all to me, please email me at father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you richly.